Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, April 5th. Let's jump into today's top stories. The New York Post's Andrew Marchand and SBJ's John Aryan discuss the health of NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball as media properties. Aryan says of women's basketball, I don't see a path forward where they don't take the women's tournament out of that package and try to sell it on its own. And I can tell you ESPN wants to keep it, and there are plenty of other bidders. Can't you see CBS and Turner deciding that would be a perfect complement to their men's tournament as well? You can see NBC that wants to get in with the NBA wanting to be a part of it. My expectation is that there is going to be a lot of noise and a lot of bidders that are going to be crawling around trying to get this. We've been talking a lot about the NBA rights deal for good reason. This is another rights deal that's going to be particularly important. On 3 CEO Shannon Terry joined that SEC podcast to discuss a number of topics. On the state of NIL, Terry said, the Rashada deal screwed everybody's mind up. The reality is there haven't been that many bad actors in NIL. There's about an $85 million collective marketplace going on right now that are for existing rosters. There's about $15 million for incoming freshmen. I see that number doubling in power 5 football 25% a year, but there is an efficient marketplace happening right now in college sports that will create more parity, more close competition, less chicanery than ever. By our data, 14% of collective dollars went to incoming recruits. Every collective I've spoken to says they want that number to be 10%. Every school in this roster value world has a finite number they are managing to. I can afford one elite defensive end, but I can't afford three. It will be an efficient marketplace, and it's happening. We don't need feds to intervene, and we don't need the NCAA to really do much. Kansas men's basketball head coach Bill Self addressed the media for the first time since his health incident, noting first that he's feeling good and his energy level is nearly back to where it had been and continues to improve. He then says, I am 100% positive I will be coaching at the University of Kansas this upcoming season, and hopefully many more after that. Regarding this postseason, Self says his doctors informed him that if he coached the first round game, there was a good chance he wouldn't be able to coach the second game. Ultimately, the potential rise in blood pressure was a major concern, so coaching against Arkansas in the second round was also ruled out. Regarding the severity of the event, Self points out he was never scared that I wasn't going to be okay, but says it was a reminder that he very much wants to continue coaching and a wake-up call that he needs to change his lifestyle in order to do so. I'm taking it serious for the first time in my life. Georgia was far and away the biggest spender on football recruiting in 2022 at $4.5 million. Clemson was next at $3.2 million, followed by Texas A&M, $3 million, Tennessee, $2.9 million, Oklahoma, $2.6 million, Texas, $2.4 million, Alabama, $2.3 million, Michigan, $2.2 million, Oregon, $1.8 million, and Florida and Rutgers, $1.6 million. USA Today's Adam Sparks notes UGA's recruiting budget was at least double that of 45 of the 51 other public schools in Power 5 conferences. Since 2017, the Bulldogs have spent an average of $2.75 million on recruiting while no one else has averaged more than $1.91 million. 
Overall among public schools in FY22, SEC programs spent an average of $1.75 million, followed by the ACC, $1.27 million, the Big 12, $1.24 million, the Big 10, $1.19 million, and the Pac-12, $1.06 million. Sparks said, the exclusion of successful programs at private schools like Southern Cal, Miami, Notre Dame and TCU skew the figures a little. But the SEC still reigns supreme, and that's not surprising. LSU women's basketball student-athlete Angel Reese says she's not interested in visiting the White House after First Lady Jill Biden, remarked that she'd also like to invite Iowa. Reese said, I remember she made a comment about both teams should be invited because it's sportsmanship. And I'm like, are you saying that stuff because of what I did? Stuff like that, it bothers me. You are a woman at the end of the day and you're supposed to be standing behind us before anything. Biden later apologized, but Reese told the I Am Athlete podcast, I don't accept the apology. I said what I said. You can't go back on certain things that you say. I mean, you felt like they should have came because of sportsmanship, right? They can have that spotlight. We'll go to the Obamas. We'll see Michelle. Reese also revealed that LSU rejected Biden's offer to visit the locker room before the game because President Biden didn't pick LSU in his bracket. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, April 5th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.